Cinema Sit Down, Episode 217, the 2019 Summer Films Preview, May 9th, 2019, hosted by Richard Lusk, Ryan Bull, and Tony Christ. The following podcast has been approved for all audiences by Flying Bull Productions. best part of any film is the sit-down afterwards. Richard Lofsk and Ryan Bull bring you Cinema Sit-Down. Welcome to Cinema Sit-Down. I'm your host, Ryan Bull. Joining me in Flying Bull Production Studios is co-host Richard Lusk. Welcome back to the show. What up, G? It's good to have you back. We missed you on the last two shows, but we had the newest member of the review review crew, Tony Christ. How are you doing, Tony? Good. How are you guys doing? Peachy. We are excited. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Uh, this isn't our typical review show. Instead, we're going to be previewing the summer films that are coming out, and we've decided to turn this into a little game, our annual bots office challenge. How does that sound? <laughs> Complicated. It sounds wonderful for me as the reigning champion. I mean, uh, I know you haven't updated that on the website, but perhaps uh, when I take this year's crown, I'll, you you will have to recognize me for my my bra- my box office acumen. <laughs> wow, big talk! You think you're going to win two years in a row? Coming, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to see. Trash talking coming out strong, brother. Yeah. Did you want to explain the rules of the game, Lusk? No, I do not. That is on you. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's that complicated. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the films coming out this summer. We've all been assigned uh, weekends, and the person who got that weekend gets to pick some uh, big film coming out. They'll talk about preview it, and then we'll go around the table, and everyone will have to make their guess for how much money the film makes in its opening weekend. Whoever gets closest gets 10 points, second place gets 5 points, and third place, they get nothing. But the, How could it be any simpler? But then there's also <laughs> like double down points, and there's also picking order, pecking order... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The picking order will change. Uh, the person who's introducing the film, they get to pick last. And then at the end, if you're really confident about a weekend, you can select that weekend and double the points. Somehow I feel that you've made, you've constructed these rules to benefit yourself, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I, I got the, the email a couple of weeks ago from Bull about this, and I, I, I think I texted him back and said, what are the rules again? And he did it, like, I have a, on my phone, I have it, like, a line-by-line rules of what they are. Yeah, he was very bitter about having to explain these rules, but I'm, I'm sure the audience has it. <laughs> After one time hearing. Yeah. The big thing is, when they go to the website in August, it will say, winner, bull. <laughs> right. <laughs> there will be a winner there. There absolutely will be a winner there. And he'll be full of bull. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lusk, I think you have the first weekend. Do you want to introduce your film? Well, the first weekend is this weekend, Mother's Day weekend, which is going to be a big weekend for mothers and puppets or cards or something. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, I know that there are two big movies coming out for the Mother Day, Mother's Day crowd. Firstly is the movie Palms, which is uh, from the studio that brought you Bad Moms. 
comes uh, a a vehicle for Jackie Weaver, Diane Keaton, and Rhea Perlman, fresh off her success in Cheers. Fresh. And then there's uh, The Hustle also, which is a hilarious new comedy with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. And I think it's a remake of... Um, Oh, what was the movie with uh, Steve Martin and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Yes, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Thank Michael you, Michael Kane. I just I read Michael Kane's uh, newest autobiography for birth, my birthday, so that was on my mind. Wait, he's got more than one autobiography. Yeah, he wrote one back in the early '90s. Is when he first retired, and then then he did the Muppets Christmas Carol, and that brought him out of retirement. So he's done at least one other book. Oh, he had a lot to add after that Muppets Christmas Carol. Well, this is like post Alfie and all that, and he kind of had that resurgence. And that was good. He talked about that in the book where he went from playing like the young Dasher almost to James Bond to James Bond's grandfather. <laughs> like he really he had two distinct you know career roles. Sweet. Uh, well, this movie, The Hustle, is uh, I guess Anne Hathaway is trying to become some uh, rich person or something. <laughs> I don't really know because that's not the movie I want to talk about. It's not the movie I want to guess on. Uh, the box office that I want to guess, I feel most confident about, is Detective Pikachu, Mr. Pokemon. <laughs> I really don't know the title because these movies are just so crazy. It's, uh, I guess, the way it's described is Ace Detective Harry Goodman goes after... I, I guess this is a person that goes missing and his 21-year-old son, Tim tries to find out what happened it's an odd age for a movie about little furry creatures coming in talking to you i guess i, I don't know uh because the person who's aiding in the investigation of this guy tim is uh terry's former pokemon partner uh adorable super sleuth detective pikachu uh this movie stars justice smith not to be confused with jaden smith and uh, Ryan Reynolds, not to be confused with Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I guess the best way that I think about it is uh, Encyclopedia Brown meets Pokemon. Sorry, Tony, what were you going to say? I, I just I, I like the you know, Ryan Gosling, or better than Debbie Reynolds or somebody. <laughs> That's right. I don't know who picks first here, Mister Bull. Uh, I have the first pick because I get to introduce the next weekend. Um, I think this movie is going to come out strong. A lot of my students are excited about this film, and there seems to also be a lot of nostalgia. So I'm going to go out on a ledge and say this movie makes $90 million. <laughs> Whoa. That's good. The bold uh, All right. Bold. You, oh, okay. Uh, all right. So Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to just say my guess, but if you wanted to uh, beat down Bull, I can wait. No, I t- well, no, no, you're up, Tony. <laughs> so I will. Uh, my guess would be seventy-five million. Um, I think it's good, but I don't know. But you know, Mother's Day, you know, probably wouldn't do so well with this one. But I don't know what other the weekend had come out. So I'll go seventy-five. Well, there's also a lot of that uh, Avengers, you know, holdover from uh, from last weekend. That huge behemoth, which is already. Like I think it's one all box office record, so I expect Avengers to hold and win the weekend, which makes getting to ninety million pretty tough. So uh, I think I'm gonna go with. Although Warner Brothers 
is expecting, they say, 40 million. I think that's gone up a little bit in the last couple of days. I think it's because they're uh, lowering expectations. But because I'm a I'm a, a master logicians and 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 uh, game theory magnate, <laughs> I'm going to go 74 million on this one. Oh, you're going to edge out Tony. Yeah, because I get everything <laughs> under 74. I really, I think it's going to get about 55. But, you know, why pick 55 when I can get 74? Kind of squeeze you guys uh, out. All right. <laughs> I, I don't think Avengers wins three weeks in a row. It's very difficult to win the bots office side, that many times consecutively. Side bet. So, side bet? Yeah. <laughs> side bet. Fine. I, I will beat you once again, right. Lusk. Fair enough. All right. All right. Uh, I've got the next weekend. I've got May 17th. And there's one film and one film only that counts that's coming out. And that is John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Keanu Reeves stars in this uh, action-packed film. Uh, I've been a big fan of the first two John Wick films. Talked a lot about them. They've made my best year of or best films of the year. Uh, the last couple of years, I cannot wait for this R-rated action film that sees uh, John Wick right after the events of the second film. He breaks a cardinal rule, and now all the assassins in the world are out for his head. The film also stars Halle Berry, Lawrence Fishburne, and Ian McShane. It's directed by the previous director, Chad Stilhensky. I cannot wait for this film. I am so excited. Tony, what do you think it's going to make? Um, well, I was looking at what the other two, because I'm a big fan of the other two as well, but you know, I think R-rated movies don't you know make a lot of money right away. I was going to go with uh, $40 million. Ooh, that's an interesting pick. Uh, I, I don't know much about these movies. I, I didn't watch the first one because of the dog tension. I did actually watch it later on. I, I saw parts, bits and pieces of it, but... Uh, you just skipped the first I did, 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I never watched the second one. So, is and you say it's not the same directors? Like, it's the same one as the second one, but it's not the, the brothers? Weren't there two brothers that did it? You're thinking of the Russo brothers who did the Avenger films. There was another guy, and we'll talk about him later on in the show, I'm betting. Uh, he helped direct the first one, and then he went off and did Atomic Block. Oh, okay. All right. Uh... <sighs> Because I know nothing about this, I still feel <laughs> strongly that it's only going to make. What was your pick, Tony? Forty. Forty. I'm going thirty-seven million. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man, this kills me because I, I think Tony has a point that R-rated movies only have so much that they can make unless they're called Deadpool or Passion of the Christ. It kills me, but I'm going to have to edge you out, Lusk, and go with 36 million. But I really hope I'm wrong here. I really hope this makes over 40 million. Wow, you're going under what you thought. Instead of over Tony, you're going under me. I was really hoping you guys were only going to be in the 20s, but apparently not. Okay, fair enough. I know the theater by me is doing a deal where you can watch all three John Wick movies in a row, starting I guess on Thursday. You can, you know, from like starting at like six thirty in the afternoon, which is, you know, when you want to watch a big horror rated movie, to watch three of them in a row. I don't like that because that cuts into the box office. Yeah, so this is one of those, <laughs> a, a draft house yeah. one. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. 
All right, Tony, you've got Memorial Day weekend. Which film are you taking for that? Uh, Memorial Day weekend, I was looking around. The big one, I think, for me coming out uh, is uh, Aladdin. Uh, it's the uh, a remake, uh, live action. Disney's been doing a lot of these lately. I think they start off with like sleep uh, with like Maleficent and uh, um, like Cinderella, but then they really kind of hit it big with uh, the Jungle Book and really um, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, but this one's Aladdin. Uh, it's one of those kind of some controversy around it because it's got Will Smith in it playing the genie, uh, and people were afraid about kind of whitewashing it. But they've got uh, some. Um, uh, Arabic people, Arabic actors playing the main roles of Aladdin. So that's what I'm looking at. Directed by Guy Ritchie. So, you know, that's what I'm thinking is going to be uh, kind of a good movie for the weekend and for the challenge to see what you guys think it's going to make. Well, this movie, I'm, I'm first, right? Yes. For me, this movie has the stink of Will Smith all over it. <laughs> and I don't think Will Smith has done well uh, over the last 10 years in terms of opening uh, other than Suicide Squad, which wasn't really his movie. Also, Guy Ritchie's best opening ever was Sherlock Holmes, and that was 10 years ago. Uh, so, And this isn't really a Guy Ritchie vehicle either. I'm, it's kind of hard to figure out what this movie is other than a live-action Disney movie, and they've done, you know, fair to Midland, I guess, $175 million opening for Beauty and the Beast, but the last one, Dumbo, only made 45. So I know that's a lot of numbers to me because Will Smith hasn't had an opening of over 60 million in 10 years. I'm going to pick 60 billion. Oh, wait, wait, before you actually lock in that number, Tony, we're talking about Memorial Day weekend. Are you just doing Friday through Sunday or is this Friday through Monday? Since it's your weekend, you get to pick. Uh, I'll, I'll go through Monday. I'll get the four days in there. What? It changes everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Ninety-five million. Then you're gonna add one more to it, or whatever you add to it. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, well, then, then I think yeah, that does completely change everything. <laughs> yeah, because I was uh, so I was thinking three. So days. I think you should be able to make a new di- a new guess. So he, so I think everyone should be able to make a new guess on this one. Then so we're adding Monday's take. Yes. Seventy-three million. Ooh. And what was your original one? Just so how much did it go up? Thirteen. Oh, okay. Um, I guess then. Ah, uh, I will say over four days. I think this is going to trail off. It's going to have bad word of mouth. People do not like Blue Will Smith. I'm not a fan of Blue Will Smith. <laughs> we'll say ninety-two million. Wow. Okay. I think things have changed. I'm not really sure what's going on, but things have changed. So 92. Okay. So then it's my guess now. I don't know. I still think I. You know. I don't know if it's not going to. You know, break any records like uh like um Avengers or anything. But uh, I don't know. There's a lot of nostalgia, and I think you said. The, I think it's rather than be the first week, it's going to drop off over the weekend. I bet it could, I can say big if a big drop for the next weekend because I think Dumbo kind of did that as well where there's all that hype for the first day and then it kind of goes by you know disappears so uh, you said 92 there Bull yeah so I'll go with uh, I'll go with 90 million interesting uh, are you, you sure? I think so I mean, I'm, I'm just yeah I'm, I kind of came up with these numbers uh, 
beforehand, like about a week ago when we were looking at things and I, I Googled some things and looked at some projections. And so that's what I'm trying to base it off of that. Hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So uh, I mean, that well, might be like a projection based off worldwide and <laughs> over the whole time. So, but I'll go with that. Okay. Well then, uh, Lusk, I guess you get to finish off the month of May for us. Well, finishing off the month of May, the weekend of May 31st, there are two movies of note coming out. I think there's one horror movie I'm not really sure of. It's called Rocket Man. No. Uh, Rocket Man <laughs> is actually a movie about a person taking a rocket somewhere. Uh, might do well. That's not the movie I want to talk about. The movie I'm going to talk about, which is, uh, I'm surprised, not Bull's favorite movie of the year. Is, oh, it's up there. It's up yeah, there. Yeah, no, you surprised me when you said John Wick was uh, the one you're looking most forward to because I've heard you talk a lot about uh, Godzilla, the king of the monsters. Yeah. I think it's because you're a big Millie Bobby Brown fan from Stranger <laughs> Things. Oh, Oh, yeah, her and Bradley Whitford from uh, Oval Office. Or West Wing, sorry, not Oval <laughs> Office. Uh, <laughs> That's a spinoff show. I've been waiting for the two of them to team up in a film and then throw in Gojira. I'm all in. This also has uh, Vera Farmiga, one of my favorite actresses, and uh, Zhang Ziyi, fresh off of her success in uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> Uh, the three major roles are female lead roles, which is interesting considering that the major vehicle is uh, a giant, a giant lizard. You know, I say Godzilla's the female. Is that the uh, she's one of the leading roles? Well, no, then that would be four, and then Mothra. Or <laughs> I think Mothra well, is the, uh, a female actually. In the Matthew Broderick Godzilla, Godzilla was a girl. I know she she laid eggs all over Madison Square Garden, as did that movie. Lay a giant egg. As have that, the Knicks for the last couple seasons. That was the last. Uh, that was the last Godzilla movie I saw in theaters. Was that one with Matthew Broderick? So, are you not going to see this one because that might affect my uh, my choice on uh, the box office <laughs> by, by eight bucks yeah. or ten bucks? <laughs> I don't think I'll see this uh, one in theaters. Wow! All right. Oh, I do. I, I, I will I, be I, going to theaters. It looks better than. Uh, it looks better than the uh, the last Godzilla they did with Brian Cranston, though. Which was awesome. Lusk and I watched that, and I think we did. We review that for the podcast. I know we went and saw it. Possible. I'm sure I had a tepid response to it. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. I wish this movie's going to make more, but I think it only makes 55 million here in the states. But hopefully, it does well because next year we're getting Godzilla vs. King Kong on March 13th. You see that? Like the Kong Island, I liked with uh, with uh, with the um. I was going to put the guy in it, John Goodman. That was King good. Kong? King Kong. Yeah. That was called like Skull Island, wasn't it? Skull Island. Uh, Kong Skull That's Island. That's right. Kong Skull Island. With uh, Brie Larson, too. Well, you're next. Yeah, there, so Tony. I'm saying 55. Okay. Tony, what you got? Um, well, so in the theme of this, as, as I am the super prepper for, for movies, I did uh, this week watch the last two Pacific Rim movies. So <laughs> kind of get in the mode for Kaiju Big Battle. Um, but uh, with this one, I'm going to predict, you said 55, I'm going to predict uh, 40 million. Oh, okay. Well, then that makes my pick really easy. And my dog agrees. <laughs> I'm going 56 million. I think this is going to do 
much better than uh, 55. I think it could go as high as 60. I think it's going to do better than Aladdin, actually. Um, the Godzilla reboot did 93 million in 2014, so I, oh, okay. I'm expecting this to do, you know, a little bit less than that, but but better than better than uh, than you guys. So I'm going 56 million. All right, fair enough. I'm guaranteed second place, so I'm happy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I've got the weekend of June 7th, and as much as I want to talk about the atrocity that is the X-Men film that comes out that weekend, I think it's more interesting to talk about The Secret Life of Pets 2. Uh, this is the first big animated movie that's coming out this summer. It stars Patton Oswald because uh, Louis C.K. is no longer uh, <laughs> allowed in Hollywood, so they have replaced him. Most of the other voice talents coming back, Kevin Hart, Jenny Slate, Eric uh, Stone Street, and we get to see more of the secret life of pets. Uh, we've reviewed this film before on the, or we reviewed the previous film on the podcast. My wife even is looking forward to seeing this film. <laughs> so I know the film's going to make at least uh, 20 bucks opening weekend. <laughs> but, but the big question is, Tony, what do you think it's going to make? Uh, I, oh man, I'm, I'm looking, I'm trying to think here. Uh, I wasn't prepared for this one. I, I really thought you were going to go with X Men. Oh, the so Dark Phoenix. Think, yeah, so I wasn't thinking, but um, but that's fine. So uh, let me think here. I can stall. This is directed by Chris Renald, who had done the previous Secret Life of Pets film. He also did Despicable Despicable Me one and two, as well as the Laura Rat. So this is arguably the best animated director working in Hollywood right now. Okay. Especially non-Pitsar, so. Yeah. So, I'll go with... My, I've got my guess now. I'll go with uh, $89 million. It's lower than, I think, than the original one. And, I don't know, I think with the Louis C.K. stuff, this could... Even though he's not in it, it can still kind of taint it a little bit. Wow. And if I remember right, the, the last one... It, it's a weird movie. Like, it's, it's a kid's movie, but there's some dark stuff in there that comes out of nowhere. I think... True. I think they're going to work. I think they probably workshopped it, that that stuff out. Workshopped it. I think they have workshopped out the darker elements of it. I'm hoping that this movie does show more of the secret life of pets because I think that's what disappointed me most about the first one. That we didn't get to see what the pups do when we're not around, you know, as much. Um, well, because I remember, the, yeah, the trailer for that was looked really promising, and then like it was like the first two minutes of the movie, right? They they rickrolled us. Uh, this is the biggest. Also, I think uh, voiceover um, snafu or, or controversy since uh, since Mike Myers had to take over for Chris Farley when he died as Shrek. Have you guys seen the uh, some of the footage of Chris Farley as Shrek? I have. Yeah, actually, I read last year. I read Chris Farley's biography. His brother wrote about him. And they had links to the excerpts of it. And, like, I think he was already done with it. And then they decided it was in bad taste to do it again. Yeah, well. To do it with him. And they couldn't do any sequels. Yeah, they had They had done, uh, I guess, Mike Myers called for a complete rewrite of it. I wonder if uh, Louis C.K. called for, or Patton Oswalt called for a complete rewrite of Slops 2. 
All right, I have to bet here. Tony, what was your bet? Did I say eighty-seven million? I think. Is that right? I thought you said eighty-nine. Eighty-nine million. Right. I'm fine with eighty-nine. Mm. I, I was flipping between in my head, so eighty-nine is fine. Oh man, I'm gonna. I'm expecting this to do better than that. I don't know how much better though. I think I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say 111 million. Oh, oh, wow, wow. Does that? How does that affect you, Mister Bull? <laughs> well, now it's it, it, like, do I try and steal the middle? Yeah. Or uh, I don't know. It's hard because there's there aren't many animated movies coming out before this. Will people though have gone and seen Aladdin and been disappointed and kind of soured on movies? You know what? I'm going to take the under here, Tony. I'm sorry, but I got to cut you off at the knees and take 88. <laughs> oh wow! All right, so this is my wow. big dark horse. I'm expecting this to do a lot better than you guys, but I should have yeah, gone 90. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. That's great. If you went 90, I probably would have gone over the top of you. Yeah. But, yeah, who knows? All right. I do. Uh, Tony, you got June 14th. All right, June 14th for uh, the big uh, Flag Day weekend uh, holiday. Get your your barbecue ready. Um, I'm looking at, uh, this is kind of like a summer of reboots, it looks like, or continuations of stuff. I'm looking at uh, Men in Black International. Uh, starring, uh, who's got here, Chris Hemsworth, fresh off of, uh, being a fat Thor <laughs> and prior and pre prior to being Hulk Hogan. So he's got kind of some work to do. So, um, him, Liam Neeson's got a part in this. Emma Thompson directed by F Gary Gray. So it's a, it's a redo of the men in black movies without the Will Smith poison. Yeah, I guess they're trying to open up the world and make it a little bigger and tell um, what's going on at other agencies. Yeah, it looks like they, it's a, they have a mole in the Men in Black organization. Ugh. Which they probably actually have an actual mole, the actual animal in there. <laughs> um, That's the end of it. It's going to be a mole. It's going to be the mole. This is, my, this is my pick, though, right first? Yes, I'm very glad you have to set the bar on this one. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. I still think it's got the stink of Will Smith on it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call this Men in Blah. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to say I think they're expecting this to do a lot better than I expect it to do. I'm going $35 million. Ooh, That'll make it a bomb, I think. So that might be a risky yeah. risky bet. 35. I think it does better than that, but I mean, I think they need this to do 70. I don't think it gets there. I'm going to say 52. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. It'll only pick up 52. So now Tony, what do you do? Do you take the middle I, or do you cut one of us off at the knees? I was um Let's see. I was thinking around your number, though, actually, Bull, um, looking at that. So you said 52. Um, I'll go with 50 million. Hmm. So give you a little bit of wiggle room so in case it makes 51. 
then we tie and Lusk we, gets no points. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Based off of uh, uh, our last one of uh, the Avengers pick. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We did announce. We, we did uh, that privately. Before. Yeah, before the show, as a test run, we made uh, predictions on what uh, Avengers would have done. And I think Lusk and I both said $277 million opening weekend, and you said 270 Tony. The actual was $357 million. So Lusk and I both get 10 points, and Tony, since you came in third place, you get nothing. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm up, or no, Lusk, you're up. I'm up with June 21st weekend. Uh, there's actually three very interesting movies coming out this weekend. One of them is the obvious choice. I think uh, we laid some ground rules that we were only going to pick from between two. The titles of the movies are Anna, Child's Play, and Toy Story 4. And to be honest with you, Mr. Bull, I couldn't, I can't remember which movie I told you. Or which of these two, or which of these three movies, I was going to narrow down to two. Do you remember? Uh, I don't. All right. So do, <laughs> just go with what your heart says is true. Feel the force. The force are with you. All right. Um. All right. Talking about Toy Story Four. There's a lot to say. This is the last Toy Story movie until the next Toy Story movie, but that's not the movie I'm going to pick. I'm going to talk <laughs> about the movie Anna. It's an English language French crime film starring Sasha Luce, Helen Mirren, Luke Evans, and Killian Murphy. Uh, Cillian. Cillian. Oh, Scarecrow. Was he silly? Silly. All right. This is a Luke Besson's movie, uh, and I'm so surprised it's even coming out because I was confident that Luke Besson was going to get Me Too'd out of his career, but apparently that didn't happen. So I am interested to see what the two of you will pick as the box office for Anna. Yeah, this kind of seems like it has elements of La Femme Nikita, one of Luc Besson's most famous films, and a little bit of Born Identity in there. I'm excited about this film. I don't know how well the marketing will play, and I haven't seen a rating on this film. Uh, it could make a lot more if it's rated PG-13 than if it comes out and it's R. Uh I'll say $27 million to set the bar. Wow, 27 So, I had not heard this movie. So, that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> reading about it real quick here while you guys were talking, it does sound pretty interesting. And kind of, you know, Atomic Blonde is too, just kind of like, you know, kick you know kick butt, strong female role type of a thing. Um, he said 27 <sighs> I'll go with... Uh, I would go with twenty because I again, if I don't, I think it's going to get swallowed up with the Child's Play and a and a Toy Story four. <laughs> that uh, yeah, Toy Story four is huge coming out this weekend. Yeah. That's kind of why I, I played this little game here. <laughs> uh, what I do know about Luke Besson is his only only the movie Lucy in two thousand fourteen has opened above seventeen million. And that movie was a lot like this movie, I think, just based on the minimal marketing I've seen. Uh, 
I also like in this movie the Red Sparrow, which opened yeah, at uh, about seventeen million a couple of years ago, and that had Jennifer Lawrence buzz, which I know maybe is not as important as it used to be, but it's a little bit more important than Sasha Luce, who's no, no no one has ever heard of. Yeah. So I'm Jennifer gonna. So who? I was going to say, Jeffrey Lawrence has had some bad decisions the last couple of years outside of the ensemble pieces. Right. I'm going to go one under whoever the lowest was. I think it was Tony. I said 20. 20. Yeah, so I'm going to go 19. I'm going to take the under on everybody. I think I think it's only going to do about $15 million, but I'd like to have that extra little bit and see if Luke Besson can beat his best opening since 2014 or that movie lucy so i was hoping you guys hadn't done research on that lucy uh was pretty bad oh yeah now I'm, I'm feeling worse and worse now about my pick <laughs> yeah i've been doing more research uh, i thought this was a lot like atomic blonde and i thought that opened in the mid 30s nah 18 million atomic blonde yeah, yeah. so oh good pick <laughs> Good gamesmanship, Mister. The, the, the dark yeah. horse. Good gamesmanship. Uh, I've got Spider-Man coming out on July second <laughs> now to yeah, talk get- about. Uh, originally, it was supposed to come out on July third. They recently moved it up to a July second release, and that's a Tuesday, I believe. Do you get the whole week to pick for that box office challenge? <laughs> you see, this is where it's hard. And, and I mean, I'll take your guys' input on this before I make the final call. But yeah, the movie opens up on a Tuesday. You've got 4th of July on that Thursday. <sighs> I, I don't know what's fair to say. I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we go Tuesday through Sunday? I, oh, wow. No. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you got to go with a four-day whatever. Yeah, I think it's a max. Yeah. Four days. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to to put an entire week in there. Come on, it's ridiculous. All right, fair enough, Tony. You agree? Uh, yeah, you're saying from Tuesday to what day then? Tuesday to Friday, so the second through the fifth. Okay, yeah, that's we'll say. Good. Um, so this is Spider-Man: Far From Home, stars Tom Holland. This is the 23rd Marvel film, and this is what closes out Phase 3 of the whole uh, MCU. So uh, a lot of people thought Endgame was the last film. No, this is the last one. In fact, they just released a trailer that has huge spoilers about the movie Endgame. If you haven't seen Endgame, then don't watch the trailer. Uh, the last Spider-Man movie opened at $117 million. So I I don't know. I'm interested. I am very interested to see how this film does, but I'm glad I don't have set the bar. Tony, that's your job. Okay, good. Well, yeah, I'm just looking at this now and, uh, this is one I'm going to definitely going to be seeing it when it opens up. So I have to get at least $20 in there, probably $10. I'm going to do a 3d. Um, yeah. And I remember something I think you had said a while ago about Spider-Man movies have never made as much money as the previous one. Like, as I think that, like, as long as the sequels go, so I don't know if you count this as you know, from the original one or not. For 117 opening weekend for for the original one, I I think it I think it beats that. So I'll say 125. I'll go high. I mean, not too high, but I'll say 125 million. Hmm. 
So it's a little bit higher than the original one, but it's also got, you know, a couple more days on there too. Yeah, no, I think that's strong. And it's got the 4th of July, you know, buzz and all that stuff too. I'm going to go 117. Oh, the exact same, you think? Yeah, I think that uh, I'm just taking that off of what you said. <laughs> 117 million for the last one, so... Of course, that was a three-day opening, right? This is a four-day opening, but it doesn't have that Saturday, so I don't know. I'm kind of comfortable with that pick. All right, I'm going to go over top of you guys. I'm going to take 126 million, and I'm going to hope that it is a rainy week, and everyone's off of work and they need something <laughs> to do. Uh, that can really affect that Fourth of July box office, depending on what the weather's like. If it's nice and sunny, everyone goes out, plays outside. But if you can have a washout Fourth uh, of July weekend, or you know those couple days, the box office goes up. I think they said something like thirty-seven percent on average. Yeah. So well, it's like the Friday. Br- bring on the rain. Bring on. Bring on the monsoon. That's a good like the- strategy, Mister Bull. Yeah. Betting on rain in July. <laughs> For the Fourth of July, because he hates America. Right. Way it to has go. To rain yeah. Somewhere. You hate America, don't you? <laughs> Hey, a win's a win. That's American for you. Way to go, Kim (laughs) Jong-un. Hey, Rocket Man's coming out. You play your game, I'll play my game. Oh, man. And again, August, the website says winner, bull. All right. Nice, nice. Good luck. All right, Tony, you got July 19th. Any films coming out then? July 19th, yeah. Uh, so coming out that weekend is another remake of uh, The Lion King. Uh, but with a lot of the original cast, it looks like. At least James Earl Jones is in it playing Mufasa. Because once you have his voice, it's hard to, you know, to duplicate that voice very well. It's got a lot of big people in it. Seth Rogen, Donald Glover, uh, the Edge of Four guy, <laughs> um, Beyonce. So it's got some big names in there. Uh, directed by John Favreau as well, which, you know, from... Uh, um, you know the Iron Man movies and a whole bunch, you know too many movies to name that he's done. So I think that's going to be a big weekend, and I'm looking forward to see what your uh, your guys' predictions are. Who sets it? I set the bar on this. Yeah, Lusk. Uh, all the family, all the family kid movies for you, Lusk. This is rough <laughs> because there have been those who say it's going to outdo Avengers. I've seen those predictions. Of course, those came out before Avengers did. <laughs> right before you know how much it makes. Uh, I really don't know where to go with this other than I think it's going to go high. I don't think it's going to be nearly as high as Avengers. I'm trying to figure out the best place to set the bar on Lion King. I'm not too interested in seeing it myself, so I'm going to pick $200 million. Oh, wow figure out what happens there (laughs) oh where do i go on this one um gosh that's that's that it's a strong move i don't think this outdoes endgame because uh today they uh released a press release that said endgame is the highest grossing movie of all time yeah james can and i can't see endgame being knocked off that perch so quickly but 200 million i mean it's not out of the ballpark but i mean everyone will have gone and seen spider-man two weeks before and they're going to be moving out the weather is supposed to be great according to the farmers almanac (laughs) all the fireworks Uh, have dried out 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it makes uh I'll say 173 million. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. Well, then I will undercut you and I'll go with 172 million. Ooh. Oh, oh, Tony becomes cutthroat at this game now. <laughs> so, I was cuz this is one I'm I get I like the Lion King, but I don't know. It's just it's a weird one. I think it's going to be better than Dumbo, and I think it's going to be better than Aladdin as far as even just production wise. Um, but it's kind of weird. This is one of those ones they're calling it a live action when I think it's all computer animated for the most part. I wish they did a real live action with with real lions. Oh, like the and, uh, the Tippy Hedron movie, yeah, Roar, Melanie Griffith, yeah. <laughs> or what's the John Wayne one, uh, Hatari? That'd be awesome. Yeah. And put them in there, and they, like they would mix animals that don't normally go together, so it creates a really, really horrible environment. We have a five-minute shooting window to do this scene, right? Before the lions eat the zebras, <laughs> right. they're not going to be friends. I don't think they're going to be bowing down to the lions in the real live-action Lion King movie that I envision. It's a horrific yeah, bloodbath. Je- well, Generally, you do not want to show a lie in your neck. I would not uh, advise bowing down in front of a lie. <laughs> right. What's the uh, the honest trailer for the cartoon Lion King is like one of the funniest ones because they they do the opening credit song and they talk about like we're afraid for our lives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings up the last set, right? Uh, yeah, we the, we have one last film each to introduce. I think you've got July 26th. I do have the July 26th weekend. Uh, there are two movies coming out that weekend. One of them I don't care anything about. It's The Boy 2. I don't even know what The Boy 1 was about, and I don't think I'd be able to follow The Boy 2. Uh, I have a feeling it does something to do with a boy. <laughs> the movie I do want to talk about which I is probably my most anticipated movie of the summer is Quentin Tarantino's once upon a time in Hollywood starring a wide diverse cast of people who have been in some of his movies before some who have not, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are two that have, um, I don't believe Margot Robbie starring as Sharon stone or not Sharon stone. What's, uh, Sharon Tate, uh, in 1968 Hollywood has ever been in a Quentin Tarantino movie. The one person that's missing from this is his, uh, go-to sort of support villain character guy. And I can't remember his name. And I was trying to think of it earlier today. Yeah. Christoph Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Yeah. Yeah. Surprises me that he's not going to be in this. So kind of saddens me a little bit, but they didn't have Germans back then. So, well, Al Pacino, will be though <laughs> so it's a it's an interesting trade uh i wonder what you think it will do in the box office uh i love quentin tarantino though uh, when i was looking through his history his biggest opening is inglorious bastards at 38 million uh, that also released in the summer most of his movies normally release in the fall or winter Oh, this is hard to track. Will people want to go watch a, a Tarantino movie? Uh, I'm going to say 34 million. Wow. But that's, I have no real idea of what this is going to do. I was that's big. I was thinking because uh, if um, 
Inglorious Bastards did that. That's more because it's a World War II movie, so it's got that bump more than, like, say, it's a Tarantino movie. So I don't know what a Tarantino movie would do <clears throat> on its own here. Um, uh, this might be a cinema sit-down, like, road trip. Are they doing this as uh, on film, like they did The Hateful later, or is it all still digital? That I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't believe they're doing any traveling road show um, presentations of this. Tarantino might have filmed this on film. I haven't read anything. As far as I know, I don't believe Tarantino's ever done a movie on digital. Right. I think it's on film, but I'm not sure if it's IMAX. I'm not. Yeah. I I don't think the movie needs to be an IMAX based on what I've seen in the trailers or the little bits, you know. Um, It's basically the movie of a stuntman and his uh, or a movie star and his stuntman. And their relationship, so it's sort of a character-driven piece as opposed to the wide vistas of some of his westerns. But right, and that's and it's like Sharon Tate. That stuff's like kind of background to it. Oh yeah, the Manson murders. <laughs> I forgot all about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, so part of this was stalling, but uh, <laughs> I'm thinking. You said 34. I'm gonna go with like 15. I'm gonna, gonna go kind of kind of low because I don't think it's gonna do that great like i'll be one of the first in line to see it because i do like tarantino but i don't think he's got the uh the the mojo that he once had wow all right according to you you're the only one in line tony 15 is low guys yeah yeah i mean this is leonardo dicaprio's first big summer movie i guess that's true too uh, so. I mean, he hasn't had a movie since The Revenant, and there are a lot of people that want to go see Leonardo DiCaprio. Am I right, Mr. Bull? Am I right? I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's his first movie since 2015. There are fans of Brad Pitt, too. That's his... Yeah, but I don't know. It's been... I don't know. It's a dying breed, and... <sighs> I mean, this will be better than, I think, like Devil in the White City, which I think is next year. It's coming out. Or maybe they're still working on it with DiCaprio. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's sitting around waiting on that. They're not going to hold on to their 15 bucks <laughs> until... Right. Uh, Brad Pitt's first movie since Allied in 2016. Uh, DiCaprio's first movie since The Revenant. This movie is also Tarantino's first movie not to be released under the umbrella of Harvey Weinstein. So it'll be interesting to see where, you know, without that sort of marketing machine, where that goes. Uh, The Weinstein stuff's kind of blown over now. But anyway, like people know the Me Too stuff, but I don't think Weinstein's up like in the conscience like like a Bill Cosby is. No, yeah. I don't think it you're talking about the you're talking about the like uh, marketing the commercials and the, advertising yeah. the marketing machine that you know that goes along with it being a Weinstein movie. I mean, it did make it into cans or cons. I don't know if that has much to do with the box office. Either way, I'm going to go. I was expecting it to make around 48 million, so I'm going to go 35 and uh, take the over on you guys. I think it's going to be a big summer movie at the end of the at the end of the year. Al Pacino's biggest hit since Danny Collins. <laughs> How many movies do you think Pacino has made since Tarantino's last movie? Um, uh, I thought Pacino's slowing down some. He's done it. He's, he's, I don't remember now when it came out, but he's done like the Joe Paterno one. He did like, like a he did a couple of those HBO movies. Joe Paterno. He played Jack of Orkian. Right. Are um, you asking the question knowing the answer? Yeah, I do know Oscar. the answer. Oh well, then just answer it. Uh, Four. Well, the two seventeen movies. <laughs> Oh, 17 movies since uh, 
The Hateful Eight. Yeah, and he's done like he did like Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler, which was really bad. So I mean, he's 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 doing a lot of he's kind of like a De Niro where he's he's tr- turning out a lot of crud oh. to get like one or two big ones. Speaking of De Niro, he's also going to be in The Irishman. So this might be the resurgence, the Pacino, the Pacino surgeons, whatever that is. I'd be, the, I'd be uh, happy with that. It'll be the uh, fourth movie they've done together. Sweet. All right, Mister Bull. I got August second. I thought i had two movies to choose from but new mutants starring anna taylor joy and Maisie williams from game of thrones uh just got pushed back to an april release in 2020 and the film had already been pushed back a year due to extensive reshoots they completely redid the third act it's gonna be called the old mutants. a whole new villain yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had hoped to do that one. I was kind of looking forward to a superhero horror film, but that leaves me with Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. We get uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Statham in this spinoff of the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. They have to save the world. They're going to be helped out by a beautiful blonde Vanessa Kirby, who is in the last Mission Impossible movie. And this film's directed by David Leach, who helped direct the first John Wick movie and then went on and did Atomic Blonde and Deadpool 2. So he's got good action chops. Uh, he's I'm always up for a good rock movie. I know, Lusk, you're a big fan of Jason Statham, so Love the I state. think August 2nd the, the theaters are going to be packed. But uh, Tony, you get to start us off. Okay, so Hobbs and Shaw... Uh, I'm a big fan of The Rock, but I do not like the Fast and Furious movies. I think I've only seen one of them in theaters. And this is my brother-in-law took me. But I understand the popularity of them all. And I think The Rock is right now is kind of box office uh, gold, whether it's a good movie or not, like a Jumanji or something like that. People are going to see it at least once. So I'll go with, uh, hmm, I'll say $95 million. Oh. Ow. That's pretty that good. That's yeah, pretty good. Well, if they're looking at the fate of the Furious and looking at some of the other ones, they've been kind of peaking here, like not quite a hundred million, just kind of hovering underneath it. Um, so that's kind of where I'm guessing it from. Hey, I think people will give The Rock a chance. I, I like the idea that you know the the whether it's real or not, the feud between The Rock and Vin Diesel is carrying over to where Vin Diesel has cast uh, John Cena in the next Fast and Furious movie, whether The Rock's in it or not. Is remains to be seen. Huh. Well, they have that stupid feud or whatever. Um, who was the guy? Who's the guy that does the Fast and Furious movies? Vin Diesel. Yeah, that's what you just said, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've had that. So. Feud. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I wasn't paying okay. attention because I was trying to figure out my number here. <laughs> well, and then the thing is with The Rock and the John Cena is that the two WrestleManias, they had a match, you know, couple, probably about five, six years ago now against each other two years in a row. And those are, I think, still the the record for pay per view and and money buy. So they've got some record, you know, in real life, some money coming in with them. Yes, I believe a WrestleMania will not do more pay per view buys than that ever. Like it can't. But now. that's mainly because now there's the WWE Network and pay per view right. buys are not a thing really. Yeah. Apparently, like pay per views have just gone completely away, with the exception of boxing. Uh, UFC's now just on uh, ESPN Plus, and then, well, and actually a lot of boxing and like uh, Bellator has gone on DAZN. I hate this uh, to halt all of this hot pay per view talk, 
But <laughs> oh, we were stalling for you yeah, to figure is, out your I number. Appreciate this is, it. We're tap dancing here. I I, I, uh, I think I, I'm. This is the thing for me is I'm trying to figure out where Bull's going to go based on that pick and the fact that or what Tony picked, which was 95, and the fact that this is the biggest action movie that's been out for a couple of months. I mean, I can't remember. I, I'm looking back over it, and I can't see a big action movie, you know, since Godzilla, really, right? Am I right about that? I'm going to say that I'm Listen, right yeah, about the, that. The, I mean, do you see Marvel as a different thing? Yeah, I see Marvel as a different thing. Uh, so I'm going to go... I don't want to go just above you, but I am going to go a little bit higher than you and say $100 million. I'm expecting it to do better than you think. Wow, I had this at like $60 million. Well, there you go. But but I'm not taking $60 million. I'm going to do gamesmanship, and I'm going to take 94 All right. And I just what? I can't see a movie in August making that much bank it does help that it doesn't have the competition from new mutants now but august the bots office dries up rather quickly so i thought this one had a really big uh uh trailer like youtube trailer like hit pretty big it's a it's a fast and furious movie though i mean are you expecting that it won't do it'll do like what solo was to star wars this will be to Fast and Furious, because I'm expecting it to do even better than that, just based on uh, The Rock and The Stath. I see this doing like $60 million, which is still pretty big. I mean, those are solid numbers, but... All right, then I want to change mine to 61. <laughs> Sadly, you can't. <laughs> we could make another but, uh, weird, uh, complicated rule and say that you can change any one of your picks. <laughs> No, no, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> that, 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 I can't even follow what we've done so far. So, you have one All right, well, there. Tony, you get the last weekend, August 16th. Okay, so August 16th, uh, like I said, end of the summer here, end of the fun uh, for us teachers. Uh, big movie I'm looking at that weekend. Uh, well, there's, there are, like we talked about, there's two. The one, the one I want to go see is going to be Good Boys because I think it looks hilarious. And anytime you've got kids, you know, talking trash, I like that. But the one I'm going to go for as far as uh, predictions is Angry Birds 2. <laughs> is that even... I don't even see... Is that even coming out? Really? That's, a, that's a what I my research showed. Huh. Uh, oh, yeah. That, no, that comes out on uh, Wednesday the 14th. Oh, my oh, okay. God. So... <laughs> So I, we I need will, you to define with, uh, I, will, what, I will just go with the, that Friday, Saturday. I'm not going to go with the whole Wednesday, oh Thursday thing. I'll do the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the, the true weekend, the God's weekend. Oh, so we have to figure out how much the early fans are going to go out and see this film. Yeah, I bet oh, this wow. Is, the math is, gets really complicated quickly. <laughs> this is not Star Wars with uh, they've already sold out the pre-sales. Wow. Have you not picked a kids movie or family friendly movie I this think, whole time uh men in black too or men in black international yeah that's probably the most you've stretched yeah oh i i wish you had picked a musical to finish this and let lusk have to set the number for a musical oh, what's the musical what, which one's that 
What what's the mu- uh, there is no there is no musical, but I would just love you lust to have to like say, Oh yeah, I think this musical can make X amount of money. Because <laughs> I know like all of these films you're being tossed to are not films you're going to go see. <laughs> well, I didn't even know that this was even a thing. I didn't know Angry Birds was a two was a thing that was coming out at any time any soon. Were you aware of an Angry Birds one? I thought you guys reviewed it. No, I didn't. I, I no. no. <laughs> I didn't. I'm sorry. I insulted Lusk here on the show. No, you did. I, I, I'm just. I have no idea. I, I mean, I have no idea. You broke the Lusk. You did because I, I didn't even know it was coming out, and, I, and now I have to come up with just some weird, random bullshit number. That sorry, BS number <laughs> that has no bearing on anything at all. I. I can't expect to do any better than last place this weekend. <laughs> I yeah yay. Angry Birds <laughs> one, according to Box Office Mojo, made thirty eight million one fifty five one seventy seven. Can you tell I'm still stalling? Uh, now is this does this go um, haunted mansion or what? What's the other? Uh, what's the Adam Sandler movies that keep getting? More and more box office hotel, a hotel, hotel, yeah, hotel Transylvania yeah. route. Does it go that route, or does it go the uh, dragons training route, where they oh how to train your dragons? Yeah, the the box office just drops off on those. Your your favorite movie though is How to Train Your Dragons too. It is. You said it, whenever year it came out, you said that was the best picture that year. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> I thought that's where the There Be Dragons comes from. No, 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 no uh, there, there Be Dragons Fargo. is something else. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. T- um, 40 million. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, right, 40 million. I'm going 40. <laughs> that's dumb as shit. Sorry. Sorry about the cussing. Oh, I'm tired, man. I'm getting punchy. Yeah, that, that's all right. Ugh. A lot of time notes to write down and fix. <laughs> a kid's movie will get lust to cuss twice. Uh, um, I'll fix. I'll fix I, those in post. <laughs> uh, Angry Birds. Uh, I'll say. Oh, forty is a pretty good number. I'll say forty-five. Forty-five. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then I will go with what mine actually was. I wrote it down was thirty nine, so I'll go with thirty nine million. Oh wow! <laughs> Before all this came up, so all right. Wow, we were really close together. All right, so there have been twelve weeks that we've all picked. Uh, I know you guys have been taking your notes. Is there a weekend that you feel strongly about where you want to double the points? I I think I feel strongly about this weekend coming up. I can't remember exactly what the numbers were, and you, you say it's taking. I wasn't taking any notes. <laughs> I have no idea. I just I remember when we talked about it earlier, uh, thinking, "Oh wow, I'm off to a good start." But then I ended like this with a, in a complete meltdown. <laughs> so you're taking the Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu weekend. Yeah, you think this movie will make seventy four million or less? You're doubling the points. Yeah, I'm going to double the points on the first weekend. All right, I like it. Now, Tell wait me, a minute. Does that a mean it doubles it for you, too? It doubles it for everybody? Yeah, oh, yeah it double everyone. Yeah, I'm still... So, it, it could be awesome. It, it could be a horrible call on your part. An- another level of complication for people to try to figure out. 
when they listen to now, the you do this? They can just look at the point totals. Tony, are you doubling any weekend? Yeah, I'll double. You know, just because for the for the laugh here, I'll double the Angry Birds two weekend. <laughs> I want to wait till the very end to see what happens. Oh wow! I like that. anything could get decided. I think, that's, that, I think that's our closest one between. I think there's only like four or five million between all of ours. Uh, actually, the last two weekends, only six million separates us. Yeah. But I, I and I'm going to take August second with Hobbs and Shaw. I think you guys way overbet this film. Uh, I do not see a movie in August making a hundred million. So I'm going to double the points on that. So. The first weekend we got double points, and the last two weekends we got double points. I, I, I like that. Let someone jump out to an early lead, and then at the end, crush them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> people could you know catch back up. Anything could happen. Crush so. their souls. You blue shell them at the end. I feel like I like it. I feel crushed already. <laughs> I felt so strong going in. I felt so strong before you all of this happened at the here at the end here. The, you know, you're the one who picked the weird Anna movie, which. <laughs> I, st- I felt strong up to that point. After that, it, it, everything went completely off the rails. Fair enough. Uh, next week, I guess we get back to reviewing. Uh, we've talked about it, and we're going to be reviewing a hit film coming out, Video On Demand. Yeah. Uh, the true story of the first dictionary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The professor and the Madman. Oh, I thought it was yeah. the Professor and Mary Ann. I was watching the wrong movie. <laughs> <A> three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> the Gilligan's Island movie. That's, I did watch that at the Communist uh, Manifesto about the Gilligan's Island. Oh, that thing is horrible. <laughs> yeah, that that will not get reviewed on the show, but we will be reviewing uh, the Professor and the Madman. It's a uh, direct-to-video, video on demand. Stars Mel Gibson and Sean Penn, and it's uh, the true story of how the first dictionary came to be. That's just what the uh, Lusk, I public think, is clamoring. You read the book, right? Yeah, the book was wonderful, and uh, like I said, <laughs> it's the the public is clamoring for a book about the making of a dictionary. It's like the guy reading the telephone book. Right. Couldn't be anything more interesting than that. So, you know, so take your Detective Pikachus and your you know, cheerleading grandmothers and shove them. <laughs> but, yeah, Mel Gibson should be good. Oh, yeah. And uh, right. Sean Penn's always good, despite their both guys' political leanings being kind of on the uh, outskirts. Oh, yeah, they're polar opposites, right? Yes. That'd be interesting. I don't think that plays at all, but... One denies the Holocaust, the other loves Che Guevara, so you couldn't get more opposite of <laughs> They'll have a lot to talk about on set. The making of might be the best part of that. <laughs> the, the DVD commentary with both of them arguing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. We'll probably have that review in about a week or so for our public to listen to. But uh, I think this was some good pod, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me around the table here at Flying Bull Production Studios. Uh, any last words? Pox at Bonum, everybody. Memento Mori. There be dragons. What did you think of today's show? Did the guys get it right? Or are you wondering what movie they watched? Send in your review by tweeting at CSD Podcast, emailing cinemasitdown at gmail.com, or messaging us on facebook.com backslash cinemasitdown.
Cinema Sit Down is a Flying Bull production.